Talk slow, sister. (laughs) So many episodes that need to be done. First of all, you may have noticed, no Nerdist. Yeah, we're not a Nerdist anymore. Nobody is. Yeah, they stopped doing podcasts. I don't know why they would let loose this cash cow. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible business decision on their part. (laughs) Well, the the funny thing about podcasting is is they're like, your podcast is canceled. Really? Okay, we're recording in a garage. <laughs> we're still going to do our podcast. Well, I was just worried they'd take our theme song, but they <laughs> since we're not leaving them, they they don't care, which is nice. They do I not mean, they could have taken it, Yeah, right? they could have done any and number of And they could have said, we own the archives, but they don't want anything to do with podcasts anymore. Right, then so we would have helpful. had to turn the image of the picture over so that I was on that side and you were yeah. on the other side, and then change the name to be the Lori and Jackie show. That was my long-term plan. That's a great long-term flip plan. It. Yeah, I, I look like a hero putting your name first, and then we flip it <laughs> and become famous. And become famous. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, I had Ryan Singer on the Dork Forest. I did a thousand Dork Forests. Yeah. So we're doing two today. Right. And then we're doing a couple this week. Yep. Because uh, we're anticipating you have a ton of road work and then you're going to Bangkok. Uh, yeah. I'm going to Cambodia and Vietnam and all yes. that. I got a set uh, in Hanoi that uh, that is confirmed. The set in Bangkok, not confirmed. Um, where are you working in Hanoi? Is there a... A comedy? Uh, is there a funny I think bone it's there? Yuck yucks. Is no, it, I I have no idea what the name. I don't know what the comedy club. It's is. just like in a in a bar. It might or something be a like one nighter. Yeah, it might just be a a four wall kind of sitch. Oh my god, I'm so excited to hear about. I know, this. me too. I'm kind of excited as well. What will happen? Jesus, fireworks! Is there? Okay. Okay. It sounds like a mad dad. Sounds like a mad dad who are uh, sick of the. Uh, is like quit having fun. You're outside. Use your outside. Wait a minute. Now, that that wasn't. It sounded like a grenade yeah. in Burbank. <laughs> it was not. Okay, I don't know what that was, but a car. Well, this would be. It's our last episode, you guys. <laughs> how weird would that be if we kept? How we weird would it be if we kept recording? What a bunch of psychopaths we are. <laughs> North Korea just declared war and we're like, hey, well, like, I'm going to be a stand-up New York this weekend, <laughs> uh, which is on the other coast, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Are you going to, uh, are you going to New York this yeah, week? Yeah, I'm uh, going uh, Friday night, doing my my JetBlue special, and right. uh, I'm doing three shows at Stand-Up New York, the six, the six, the eight, and the ten. I'm doing one at the Stan's pop-up uh, in between the six and the eight. I'm doing one at the Broadway, the nine o'clock show at the Broadway, and then I'm doing like a maybe a midnight show or an 11 o'clock show at Greenwich village. So I have six spots. Wow. They're, it's like one an hour. They're pretty, and they're all on the West side of oh, uh, Manhattan. Good. So they'll, so they you know, should line up, up and down. Good. Yeah. I should yeah. be able to get to everything on time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Ted Alexandro did the dork forest uh, recorded that episode. Cause he has a new special out. He is so funny. He's one of my favorite comics. He's one of my favorite comics. He also, uh, he did Conan on Tuesday, I think. Oh, that's right. That's why he was in town. Yeah, super funny. And he did this great set. Did we talk about this? No. No. It's been a while, right? Yeah. Okay. He did a set at the cellar where he's talking about Louis and the allegations and that it happened right there at the, like that, him coming back 
uh, was at the cellar and Lou and Ted is at the cellar. It's really it's a really it's a great six set. minute clip. He does that stock line kind of hey thanks a lot for clapping almost till I make it to the <laughs> to the uh, mic yeah and then he freaking bam yeah like yeah, nails yeah. nails Louis and yeah it's yeah. just it's awesome yeah he's I I was describing him to him because <laughs> I because the whole thing about about Ted Alexandro is that he's the kind of comic that you want him to like you. Yes. You know, and so uh, <laughs> it's a sign of the dork forest when I want the guests to like me is that I tend to talk more than they do <laughs> in an effort. Jackie, can I extrapolate from that and tell you I like you? And that's why I talk more on this podcast because I really want you to like me. Dude, it's happened. It, it already happened. happened. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. Take a pause. <laughs> Fucking breathe. Okay. I like you. Okay. So, uh, but he... He's ca- he's the kind of comic that Ted Alexandro is is that he's casually sane white guy. Yeah, and he's he- kind of he's laid back. He talks about very real, very serious issues sometimes. Yes. There's punchlines always, which he's, I always enjoy. Yeah, he's a great joke writer, and his rage is, you know, there's like like there's a kind of shouting rage, which is you know, I th- ranty. That's like the toddler emotion, which okay, I guess. You people are going to go for that. You know, I, I saw some a lot of, that. of comics do it. I saw some last night. This this guy. But it's always like they're always ra- raging about like fucking airline. F- whatever. Uh, that guy. <laughs> he was raging. Yeah, of course I'm like, oh, what are you mad about? <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, there's mad. Nothing, there's absolutely nothing, nothing to be mad at. Be mad it's about. some inconvenience in his white <laughs> male life. He was mad about raging. There's it, a hint. His hair was standing up. Like oh his God. hair was actually wild. So, but Ted is super subtle and he just, he, he sneaks it in there. Yep. His, his point and, right, and it's it's not overt. He wraps it in, in. That's not true. It is overt, especially in that six minute set. He's he's not, but there's always punchlines, and there's yeah. always it's always smart. And we but talk, his delivery is also super super like laid back, super super laid back. And even if he says something that like this guy, if this guy said he'd be ranting, you'd, you'd be uncomfortable or wouldn't really get a laugh. Ted is so laid back. He can really get away with right. a lot more stuff. Right, it's right. a great lesson in comedy. Watch Ted. Yeah. Watch, watch his set. Just see you know, what he gets away with. He's got a new special on, it's, it's something like uh, graduating class of earth or something like that. Yeah. And it's on atcspecials.com. That's Bill Burr's thing, right? Uh, Al Madrigal's and, thing. And Al, I, oh, it's Al Madrigal? I thought I think a, I thought Bill they, Burr is also involved, but, uh, <laughs> but they, they do it together, but everyone calls it that Bill Burr thing. And it's, and I always it call be. it that Al Madrigal. Sure, thing. I got Just you. because they're both, they both do it. And, yeah, uh, I've had Al on the dork forest a couple of times and he, there's a, his first dorkdom was literally about how he was the up in the air guy. You remember George Clooney's character in Up in the Air who'd go around and fire people? That oh, was yeah. Al Madrigal's day job for 15 years. Well, I thought his didn't his dad own a company or something? His, his mom did. Oh, okay. His mom had that company, had a oh. company where they fired people. And uh, so he, I mean, nobody's more I, like. Business-wise, Al Madrigal's a great comic. Yeah. But business-wise, nobody's more savvy than Al, oh I think. God. And he and that's what all things comedy. That's why Dork Forest is with it is cuz Yeah. is cuz he wants it to be a vehicle for comics. 
that then he can sort of like Nerdist sell it to some conglomerate and then he could split all the money and then but everyone owns their own shows as opposed to Nerdist which often uh, was going to keep them are you pitching the, me on all things comedy right now I'm not okay. I'm not actually because I because right now we're solo yeah and I we have a Patreon we have a a website mm-hmm. and we have someone to do the website and mm-hmm. we have um, someone doing the Twitter account. Yeah. We have and help. So yeah. We don't actually need one yet. Um, but if, I mean, if someone wanted to ask us, I think people were, we've already been asked by two. Yeah. Let's see so what's out there. <laughs> <laughs> let's take our thousands of listeners. Well, you know, there's, I, we should have more listeners and, and maybe we, we want to f- maybe if we go to a network find one where more I mean most of our listeners are are they female uh, I don't know I get a lot of dudes who come up to me and say that they love the show but it's oh, is pretty, it? All right. it, it, but it's mostly young comics yeah. yeah that's what I would say is that that's why we have an ever expanding potential <laughs> a listener base because <laughs> It's we a, we have more long term potential than any other podcast in America. Honestly, no money. <laughs> no money. No, you all have twelve dollars a year. Get on goddamn Patreon. <laughs> and so that's why we didn't do tiers, so that everybody could 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 be, oh, yeah. could be in. Mm-hmm. But the uh, I had coffee last night with a young comic who um, he's I'm, literally he's a year and a half in. Yeah, he knew you. He looks up to you, Kyle. You're uh you you're the the stepping Aww. stone. He thought that I was an unattainable goal as far as having coffee with. <laughs> you are so attainable, Jack. Such an attainable goal. <laughs> you're gonna buy me a cup of coffee? Sure. You want to talk about comedy? Yes, yes. That sounds lovely. You uh, are gonna ask me for advice, and I'm like, I'm gonna give you advice that you should or should not take. Whatever you want to do with it, right? I am attainable if you want to do a chore. I, <laughs> I have, I have, I have like want rugs one. that need to be moved. I just realized I'm like, <laughs> I should move my rug back because as soon as you walk in the house, you step on it and there should be a little space, but then I'd have to lift up 15 things of furniture. So we do I, have hours to kill here. Yeah. Keep talking about this fucking rug. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying anyone who could lift a couch yeah. and uh, a big, you know, a coffee table. Yep. And would like some comedy advice while you're doing it? <laughs> Let's talk. You know, uh, Maria's doing that thing in different towns on Twitter where she's like, anyone want to listen to my hour over yeah. coffee? I'll buy a coffee and a scone. So, how and did, of course, a thousand and, people are like, yeah. Really? So what happens if she gets more than... She picks the first one who... Wow. The, the, she goes with. They meet in a public place. She talks to them. They're often comics. Sometimes they're comics. Um, sometimes they're comics and they don't laugh. And she's yeah. like, this is not what I was looking for. Uh, sometimes they're super fans, and yeah. they're so excited that she has to sort of go talk them down before <laughs> she goes into the bit. And uh, and in all cases, she likes to get she like to get to practice her hour in front of a new person. And oftentimes, yeah. it's a person who can't afford to come to the show. Really? Oh. So then they get a personal one-on-one show and that they're coffee. psyched about, and yeah. a cup of coffee. And um, I would, I mean. I would only worry that that's not the same experience as performing in front of a crowd. At all. I, she, you and, know? And to some extent, she's just running lines, right? Right, right, right. Um, yeah. But she's also generating a lot of material. 
You know? She writes so much material that she has to run lines. Right, right, right. Um, to to get sort of the verbiage right. Yeah, obviously. I um, I I did this. What I was planning on doing for like two weeks is I I transcribed a set, and it took two hours to do seven minutes. What? And I still have like seven more minutes to go. Because uh, I would, I would like write write down what I wrote. I would type what I wrote, and then I would type out any ideas on all caps that I thought could work off of it. And then I would go walk around the house and eat something. And then I would do that again. <laughs> like it, it's I, I gained about thirty pounds. It's very painful to tran. It's one th- you know. It's weird when I was um when I was trying to figure out this one joke a couple months ago. I just wrote it out as I remembered it. You know, and then I left a space in between each line. Like I just wrote each sentence, and then after I'd written the whole thing, so it's just giant series of lines. It's not really a paragraph. I just kept looking. Right after each sentence, that's a hole. Now, is there an extra joke there, or can that be tightened up, or or whatever? So I kept, and and I was. I able don't even to kind know of, what to call that. It's like it's not like you're annotating. It's not like you're well that doing is, notes or. It's kind of like you're riffing on old jokes now, to try to find more jokes, right? Is that no, what no, you're... no. It's not. A, it wasn't an old joke. It was one that I was still frustrated with. The cur- oh, the so they're current sets that you just tra- you you chose a set to transcribe. Yeah, so I, I just did a set at um, UCB at, mm-hmm. at the Inner Sanctum, which I was. Uh, it was really it was Peter Kim's show, and it was really fun, and it was full. I've never been in the Sanctum when it's full. Every time I'm there, it's like the six other performers on the oh, show. Wow. So I wasn't, I was like, Oh, well, this will be whatever. And then I get there. I'm like, Oh, this is fucking awesome. There's like a band playing up front and right, whatever. Right. It's great. And, and then I, I thought, well, I didn't have anything new and I hadn't done the work I wanted to do on these jokes yet. Right. I just kept driving to a gig and, and kind of looking at notes ahead of time, but not really just sitting down and like fucking writing it out. And uh, so I thought, all right, this is a good crowd. I'm just going to talk slow. Like sometimes that's all I can do to try to trigger my trigger some new lines is a okay. talk slow. Yeah. Right? So I just sort of, you know, I started with a joke I've been doing for a while and I just did it really slow. And then I just, that started me in a really slower rhythm mm-hmm. and the audience was very receptive. It was a really oh. good, they were on top of it crowd. So I kind of, um, came up with a couple extra ideas, yeah. you know, and I was like, all right, now this is the one I'm going to transcribe. And, and, okay. Uh, and just to sort of hear where the silences are and, yeah. and what you and can then, hear. You know, there's like, there's, there's a, oh, this happens to me all the time too, where a setup is too long and I'll think, I'll think, fuck, I got to fix this and then do the joke. And then the show's over and I totally forget about it <laughs> until the next time on stage. Where I'm like, right. God damn it. I'm in this middle of this clunky setup again. Yep. We need another joke here. So I've been waking up with order changes. Oh, really? Yeah, just joke. I'm like, put that first. Put that other thing. Yeah. And, you know, I did a show. Slowing down was interesting. Last night, like, I think... I, okay. I, just to say, like, I think if you're a comic and you're like, I have nothing new. It's all... Uh, if I haven't done anything new and it's all old shit, try talking really slow and yeah. seeing what el- bubbles up. That's... that's or a, that's a, do one of the freak shows where you have to build a, a house... While you try to tell your jokes. I did a show last <laughs> oh night called God. Late Late Breakfast. I heard. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> the thing is, is that, first of all, did you see this lineup? 
It was a great lineup, yeah. This lineup, if everyone would have been allowed to do stand-up, <laughs> holy smokes, it would have been an HBO amazing... HBO Young Comedian special, 1992. Look at this lineup. If, this, if these people had done stand-up comedy, uh, this would have been an amazing show. Uh, so no, you guys I was didn't the only do stand-up? Well, okay, let's see. Uh, Simon Gibson got up, mm-hmm. and he had to bob for an apple. While he was doing a While set? he was trying to tell a joke he was trying to tell. Mm-hmm. Kara Clank got up. She mm-hmm. had to make refrigerator pickles. I don't but even she, know what that means. Well, she had to read a recipe on a screen behind her, put together uh, and make pickles. Okay. And so she couldn't even think about her joke. She was busy trying to make nice pickles. Right. Uh, Sashir Zahada? Z- yes. Thank you. Uh, was uh, she had the three people who hosted genuinely heckled her, just started yelling stuff at her. At which point, the first time it happened, she walked off stage toward them and they ran. And it was actually, I mean, the thing about Late Late Breakfast is that it's such a freak show yeah. that it's hilarious. Yeah, I but think it was the not fun. That enjoy watching that uh, hate stand up yeah. comedy. Well, they're sick. Of I it. love like. And then Will Miles got up. Mm-hmm. And Will Miles had a friend he has, one of the guys f- working the show, uh, who dressed, who ate an apple on mic next to him. Patrick Sussmilch got up. They threw balls at him. Every time he caught one, he had to dance. Uh, Phoebe Bottoms got up. Was it Phoebe? Yeah, I think she had to draw a turkey with her hand. Mm-hmm. And then, so she told stories about her own Thanksgiving experiences. This this doesn't happen in New York City. No, I don't it's know where only it happens. a Los Angeles trend. I've completely forgotten what Jordan Dahl had to do, but he looked very funny. Would have been nice. Would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Langston Herman. Kerman. Kerman. That's it. Uh, he had to carve a pumpkin. I was like, I know that that guy's funny. I've seen him be funny before. Sure, it would be nice if I got to hear what jokes he was working on. Mm-hmm. And then I got up, and I had to do seasonal affective disorder. What's, what? Uh, sad is what it's called. And in this case, it meant that I had to do it like I was depressed, and then they shone a special light on me. And then I had to do it like I'd, I was happy. So, but I will tell you this, is I did the joke that, so I got to do the joke I wanted to work on. Right. But And I had to slow it down and speed it up from the light. Oh, interesting. So it actually uh, gave me something. Okay. It actually helped me. Well, that's cool. And then I, afterwards, I went to the Ruby. I like how you spent 10 minutes slamming the show, and then you're like, but it was good for me. No, and I didn't slam the show. <laughs> I slammed the whole premise of the item. Yes. And we have. We've talked about these the free no, show I, I thing agree. before. I agree. And... Uh, I don't know why I'm defending it like I want to do it again because I don't necessarily, (laughs) but they put so much work into it. Yeah. I wish that they could just fill the room. I mean, though everybody was having the time of their fucking lives except the comics. (laughs) Like, like nobody got to tell jokes. It was kind of a bummer. It was like... I try not to... Like, uh, all of the comics left after their sets. Yeah. And it wasn't like an L.A. left, I'm going to do another... I left because I had to go do another set. Yeah. Set, but I was second to last. Uh, At another set over at the new Meltdown space, the Ruby. uh, Oh, wait. There's a space over... Wait, do you want to talk about this? No, but it's just... It's so... Stage time isn't... It's so valuable in Los Angeles that I, I just hate to spend it, you know running an obstacle course. <laughs> I find t- telling a perfect joke enough of an obstacle. 
Yes. Yes. You know, figuring out the timing of it and uh, trying to make sure it connects with 90%, say 80% of most audiences. Right. That's a huge obstacle for me. That was the other thing I was talking to uh, this the young man I went to coffee with. He uh, He's in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. He started here. It's really hard to start here. Yeah. A year and a half is a crazy time in, in when you first start doing stand-up because you're still throwing stuff at the wall, you know? You're still trying to figure out if you're... Like, he says he does a character. And I was like... And then he told me, like, what he was talking about, and it was all based on his real life, the character. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, why don't you just do that as you? And he, and he's like, oh, I suppose I, I could. And I said, I, I mean, do whatever you want you, and find your own way through that, right, the character. But what I was telling him was that at a year and a half, he does four or five open mics a week, which is good. Mm-hmm. And because he has a full-time, like, a very pretty intense day job. Yeah. And... um. So, but I told him at a, at a year and a half, he said he just did his first book show. Yeah. And he, the stuff was too dark. Mm. It was too edgy because he just does open mics. Yeah. So he's just playing to the other comics. And there's an open mic, I guess, in the valley where this guy locks the door. Oh my God, what? Yeah. That is a fire hazard. Well, it's not the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. <laughs> I'm just, it's like, it's all it is, is what it is, is he books eight comics. Everyone gets five minutes. The yeah. show's only 45 minutes long. Yeah. But they lock the door so all eight comics have to watch each other. Oh, interesting. But you're just performing for the other eight comics. Right. He does eight shows a night of that. <laughs> oh my God, what? And get this, each 60, comic what? Yeah. pays a $5 fee. <sighs> Guess who's paying his rent and making some money? Oh, fuck. That guy. And, but I don't the know thing- what to make of that. So he is 64 $5. What's, what is that? Six times five is three. It's 320 or something? Yeah. Yeah. So 320 a night he's making. How many nights a week? Probably four, three. There's Maybe that just many one. comics? Yeah. Just There's one that many a comics. Week. He's do, he does eight 45-minute shows a day? In one day, for sure. In one day? I or think, he doesn't spread it out over the week? That's what the kid told me. No, I think he's like grinding out spots over the course of the week. Oh, okay. So is it like that one a night? night? That place with the, with the eight is open every night? Seven nights a week. Oh, and okay. it does at least one show a night? Every four shows a night. Four shows a night, seven nights a week. Yeah. With eight comics. So that's like a seven times one hundred and fifty, right? Seven hundred. That's like about a thousand a week. Yeah. But he's does he have to pay? <laughs> let's break this guy's rent. life down. Yeah, we can. Break he has to pay rent on the venue, on right? The, right. Yeah, theoretically. Yeah, and he set up another stage in the parking lot. This person, I love them. <laughs> Maybe I'm, it's El Madrigal. I'm, we don't know. I'm appalled and inspired. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's wrong and right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Right, but uh, the point of the story, which um, is that I told him that he's got to do more book shows. He's got to get out. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, and, and I'm not saying. And as then he a, should get on TV, w- right? And then, <laughs> and then he should be a millionaire. <laughs> but no, no. But he was talking about because it was. I know why you're laughing. (laughs) But what I'm saying is that is that we were talking about the importance of performing for non-comics. 
Yes. And, be, and then beyond that, all different types of audiences. Yes. You don't want to just... When I was on the road for like 10 years straight and performing for only suburban white people, I was shocked when I moved to New York City. I mean, it took me a year to uh, acclimate to the crowds there. You yeah. Know, at least. Yeah. I mean, you got to learn a new... It's just a new skill. And it was... It's also the... Assu- when you get up on stage, there's... You have, like, in the road situation, the assumption, all right, we're all the same, right? I'm I'm you, but I'm a comic, right? I'm a white girl, middle class. You guys are white, mostly middle class, whatever. And then New York, it's like, no, we're not white. We're not middle class. We're not American. We're, right. <laughs> we're not you at all. And we didn't just move here like you did. We grew up here. Or some of us did move here. Or some of us are are so wealthy we could buy you. Like right. it, it, And they're all sitting in the same room that night, mm-hmm. like all these people. Right. And you kind of have to figure out how to, how to write jokes and perform. It's not just writing jokes. It's like being personally accessible in a way as a, as a personality to all those different types of people. Right. Yeah, the road stuff I did was so diverse as far as like farm towns and cow towns and mining mm-hmm. towns and and military base. I mean, I was just, you know, it was the Dakotas and Nebraska and Iowa and Illinois and Wisconsin and Michigan. And that was pretty much what I did. It's mostly white though, right? It was white, but it was a variety of, but it was more small town than suburban. Up and down at the, econ- more down the economic scale then? Yeah. Yeah. yeah just okay. more, it was, it was literally... It felt a lot more blue collar and a lot more yeah. white trash and a lot more. Right, right, right. Uh, every dime I'm going to save up, buy a snowmobile and then <laughs> drive from bar to bar. But you made so much money, night. much money selling snowmobiles after your show. I mean, admit that. <laughs> well, it was a timeshare. I did a lot of timeshares after the show. It's, uh, I never did have, I never had merch until the very end. So of that, of that, dri- of those yeah. driving years. And uh, maybe, maybe when I go back to the driving years. We're all going back to the driving years. <laughs> I, I can, I'm looking forward to it in a way. <laughs> uh, you're alone. Uh, <laughs> it always sounds good when you're not doing it. <laughs> right? Everything it's, sounds good when you don't have to do it. I know. Okay, so uh, two women comics realized when I said last episode mm-hmm. that uh, the squeaky wheel issue for the dork forest is that I was booking a lot of straight white guys Mm -hmm. because straight white guys are squeaky wheels. They were raised to be squeaky wheels. Um, Yeah. You don't ask and then not ask again or just check in. I mean, you're not, I'm, I get emails a lot from a lot of comics and a lot of them are the, 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 the guys who get booked like are the ones who every three or four weeks go just checking in. How's your schedule? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all the uh, people, like all the black and brown people I know and all the women I know are like, well, I asked three months ago. I didn't want to bother you. Yeah. And you're like, uh, you got to bother. And I was raised to bother. So I win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, <laughs> I will always bother. But mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, will, I would encourage bothering me because I will mostly delete all of your old emails, keep the newest one. And then you're at the top of the list if there's if there's time. You also pay for coffee. Oh, oh I I serve coffee at the Dork Forest. <laughs> yes, yes I do. Somebody asked me about um, they're trying to send a tape to the Booker of Conan. First of all, Conan it was kind of a historic oh, week for right. us. Uh, we Thursday was his last hour long show, and this wow. is after almost twenty five years 
I think over 25 years. I think September was the actual 25th year anniversary wow. of doing hour-long network shows, and yep. hour, an hour-long late-night show. And so we're switching to a half hour starting Format. in January. Starting in January. Basically, okay. he's doing... They're probably going to be a lot more stand-ups on the show. That is awesome. Conan is doing stand-up. He's popping up all over town in Los Angeles preparing for this tour he's doing. Right. And um, You're doing four dates with him. I'm doing four dates. That's right. That's great. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco, Seattle, Vancouver, and Denver. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna finally have the Jackie Cation life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like because oh because his his travel people will book your travel. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, in hotel. Very exciting. But um, so that was kind of a big big week. So someone had someone had emailed me about you know getting a set to our booker, and I was like, oh, well. Right. Sit on it for a couple months. But but I and I don't know if this were, this is the case for every booker. But what I and what I said to her, which is something I did when I sub, you know submitted a set to him, is you know make a put your set on YouTube and it, hide it. You know yeah, yeah, don't a, don't say in the comics uh, in the comments or the you know of the, the YouTube title. video. Hey Jimmy, <laughs> like at least you know don't let everyone know you're throwing it out to every single late night host. Oh right. right. So just put you know late you, night. You, set, right. There's on set. YouTube. There's private. There's uh yeah. There's uh, published you, with a link or yeah, something. Yeah yeah yeah. You give people you, know how to use YouTube. Yeah. Or Vimeo. Vimeo is really good. And then you just um you know send that information to the booker. And also I I think this helps. Uh, transcribe the set, even time it out, you know, time out how long each joke is. Cause that's another problem you have a hurdle you have to overcome once, you know, we like the set is liked, mm-hmm. then you have to make sure it's five minutes or whatever. So right. I think that if you, and if you do it for them, they don't have to do it. And every, everything that you make easier for right. whoever you submit to. And this is true. If you're submitting to Colbert or yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you give them a transcript so and that they can glance at it also helps you as well. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. Transcri- nothing wrong with a transcript. Right. I've uh, always, uh, I have all all of my albums transcripted, and then you don't do it yourself. No, no, I paid somebody. Oh my god. And then I can word search for. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> if I'm looking for, well, and I only did the trans the transcription of my first albums just to make sure I wasn't duplicating it on my next album. Yeah, it was when I was writing the set list to do Hero. You have a lot of albums, if you can't remember. I think I'm close to having maybe enough for another album. It'll be a a little while. If you were a storyteller, you'd be home already. No, um, (laughs) it would be, uh, yeah, you'd you'd have, I mean, it's, the storytelling stand-up is, it just, it's a clock eater. There's just more, more words. Um, I'm, I'm trying to uh, get a new literary agent Mm -hmm. because I want to write another book. Oh, in addition to the coffee table book that I want. What's the coffee table the, book you want? The Hillary Clinton? I want to write it as a book. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. All right. And then, then that makes the world a lot bigger and you yeah, can dig a lot deeper. So I, I'm right now I'm reading Fear. I'm reading all the Trump books that are out now. I got Fire and Fury. I got, uh, I'm getting Stormy Daniels is coming out pretty. Fear is the Woodward book. Good Lord. It's a lot to dip yourself into. But yeah, this if you sounds can just, like a yeah. recipe for... So I saw well, some comic last night in between sets or something. I was just hanging out with a bunch. And he goes, man, women are going to be killing themselves, I think. 
What? We're going to be killing you, motherfucker. That's why I was like, yeah, I'm not. You think I'm going to suicide over Mike Pence or Brett Kavanaugh or Donald Trump? You can fuck yourself. I'm not going to suicide over any of those bastards. This was. Not unless I can take them with me. I know. (laughs) I. Okay, first of all. but I he called, thought he was being supportive. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck you off. don't understand rage. <laughs> a yes. Colbert writer, and I don't want to use her name because she's already getting... Uh, she doesn't need the guff. Right. So she, she tweeted something that was deeply sarcastic, and of course the right wing didn't get it and, and took it at face value. <laughs> they and are so fucking dumb! So they got mad, and then the... Um, media guy at cnn brian Stetzer. also didn't get it no he i don't i thought he tweeted her apology because she was just hammered right right somebody found it and said colbert writer and then that that's of course a dog whistle to everybody who wants to they love going after female late night writers right. you know i mean every, right. it's been three now right there's yeah. somebody from snl and another colbert writer have had a twitter mob jump on a tweet that either they didn't get or you know maybe uh it was f- full of rage maybe, maybe you needed one more word or <laughs> <laughs> whatever i don't know it's fucking... sometimes you need one more word in a tweet you guys yeah but they think you that's should see the my same drafts folder <laughs> i know i know yeah. that's the same as roseanne they in their mind that's the same as roseanne tweeting racist shit and getting fired they want ahead they they yeah. always want to eat things to yeah, be equal even though they're never equal so 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 Brian Stetzer tweeted, I, I, I might be saying his last name wrong, tweeted, uh, well, you know, Colbert writer and her name, and she tweeted an apology. And so that that brought even, you know, 10 million more people to her right. feed. And so she's just been Via sort of CNN. under, pardon me? Under siege. Yeah, yeah, under. Uh, want, uh, uh, this this amount of joy. Oh, is it? Is it bother you? It's the there's it's childhood the, joy in your neighborhood. Yeah, and it's, I can't. Stand it's it. happiness of children. There's a reason I'm barren. Do you want me to? Do you want me to close the garage door? No, I'm fine. Okay, I just thought we. Could it's have, much like, nicer. The breeze. Yeah. Oh, the breeze is quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so she's you know like that's the problem now is one tweet from a female writer. It's and you know and he was sworn in yesterday. I mean, there's so much. Um, I, I, I don't know that I can say anything that hasn't been said by everybody already. And there's so many think pieces. I'm just, I don't know what I'm, I'm so shocked that we're still here and I'm so shocked that our, our, and then I'm like, am I shocked? Uh, we were founded by slave owners. Like I think the first 13 presidents, except for both of the Adamses were slave owners mm-hmm. and someone else um, had tweeted, you know, but you know what the Adams did? What? They benefited from the slave trade uh, secondarily Oh, because they would drop the slaves off and then take the boats up to Boston and, really, and, and fill it up with with lumber and tea, or l- lumber and uh, other stuff, and it was it was part of the route. Wow, they were in the route. So in, I mean, I the mean, nation has been uh, right. worse, <laughs> but I, I right. think now it's almost it, it's it's well, they it's said- more white people getting angry about um, things being unfair. Than right. ever before, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's it's white people well, going. Finally. Wait a minute, this is bullshit. You know what's happening? <laughs> I know. It's like I, I'm working. I'm, I have all these bits that are so new, but they're getting good response. You mm-hmm. know, and they're all about 
essentially vaguely about white responsibility and 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 being angry and um and and justifications and and the steep learning curve and all these things and it's and they're fine they're i mean i don't know that i'll get them to tape before somebody else gets them to tape right because i'm sure it's in the zeitgeist i'm sure everybody's doing something like this Sure. But, but you know what? Every time you're up in front of an audience, that's your time. That's you know? my time. And and they're the jokes I'm writing. So I'm going to do them. Mm-hmm. And if other people, you know, get the same punchlines and get on television or write or or get albums or whatever, or get Netflix specials and, and do them, then I won't put it on the next album. But um, there was a point to this. I wonder what the fuck it was. I, z- I zoomed off into my career woes. Uh, white... <laughs> Hey, that's <laughs> that's the new name of the show, by the way. Career, <laughs> Career woes. woes. <laughs> um, well, uh, I, yeah, I'm just overall this week was just so distressing, and right. I mean the th- the things I didn't tweet but thought about Susan Collins. Um, you know, yeah. it's it's like rape threats. I mean, yeah. like you, my brain is, if, if I was a right wing troll, I'd be really good at it. I would just right. hide. I'd have an anonymous, I would go after everybody in the most horrific way. Cause my, I, I, I don't have compassion. I would like, <laughs> I would like people that are awful to be terrorized. And I want them, I want, you want, uh, it to, you want things it to be stuck in their orifices repeatedly and painfully. Yeah. Like I, 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 and Chris Coons and already you're trained to, eviscerate them yes. verbally. I wish female female comics need to, if they're from red states, they need to move back to their red states and run for office. Who better in a debate is will yeah. there be than a fucking female headliner who's down the road? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get your, do a couple TV spots, get your, yeah, get, get your comedy career out of your system and then move back to Ohio or, or move back Wisconsin. to Iowa or Wisconsin and then I'm not murder, back to Wisconsin. crush these I'm so people, sorry. crush them. I would love to crush them. It's uh, the, I was surprised because I, I, from weeks ago, I knew he he was a shoe in because they they need him, they want him, they don't care. They're full of hate and horror. So I knew from the beginning that they were going to freaking ramrod this guy in. Right. What surprised me was how much it hurt. It genuinely, I was hurt, and so I was just sitting there. And do you see what I tweeted? What Andy said? Mm-mm. It was because um, I was just sort of sitting there dejected and he came over and gave me a hug and I and so we were sitting there for a while and then and then he got up and I said you pr-, and oh and then we were going out somewhere because mm-hmm. where where were we going target anyway so uh, but we were <laughs> we had to go live our whitey bungu lives yeah and so um I said well you probably need a hug too and he said that's not what this moment is for <laughs> it is not for you as a woman to give me a man uh. solace right now and I was like, how about as one American to another? <laughs> and he went, oh, my God, I'll take that. And uh, so because it's, you know, because it's also an indictment. This is the third branch of the government now and that they control. And this is not good. It's not good. And his, pres- understate. It's, his presidency is not legitimate. Nope. He was aided by Russia. 
Um, I don't know if the Senate is legitimate or not. It might be, but maybe uh, people we'll find out coming November out to vote 7th. for Trump also voted, uh, made the Senate uh, red again. So, but that's maybe the Senate's uh, uh, Republican dominance is legitimate or not. But he in the White House is not legitimate. He picked a he picked a. A Supreme Court justice that is not legitimate that they shoved through. I mean, it's it's awful. It's yeah. And this, and here's the thing is that it's and I've said this for two years is that if we get out of this with all three branches intact, I'll be surprised. But I don't know. Does it count if they're intact? If they're completely corrupted? Here's the thing that's that we we Democrats or P, and people that don't vote. We let them get away with it. And we should have we should have been out on freeways after Bush v. Gore because that's when it started. That's when it was a five four split and the Republicans gave it to a guy who didn't win Florida and didn't win the popular vote. Yeah. So and yep. after that it was like, Oh, hey, well let's uh, declare war in Iraq mm-hmm. and let's um let's let's go along with Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we're. I mean, these are these are dark times. The, I mean, the. There's nothing we can do about the present, or the, uh, but but live it and try to make the future better. Right? I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. <laughs> it means that that um, looking back at where the errors were, it's going to be a job for historians. Yeah, what we're doing now is what you're doing now. You know, you're facing every day, and you're trying. To to make people laugh, but and also raise raise a decent young man, and mm-hmm. and you fight the fight in front of you. That's what we all have to do. I mean, you you do have to look at like a hundred years ago, uh, or maybe two hundred years ago. The Supreme Court was nominated by a slave owner, and they nominated slave owners. So I mean, it's not it's been worse, but right. the people, but. But the nobody, not the ideals were are complaining not complaining because they were slaves and they weren't allowed to complain, or they right. were white women and they were part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there were a few outliers that were considered witches. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's so it's in a way it's it. You know, it's like America's always been. It's never lived up to what it promises ever, no. and no, it but still there's doesn't. been incremental. Very, yes. Right. Yes. And we were lucky because there were a lot of resources. So even the poor people in America got to eat and get education. So, uh, some of them. Yeah. Um, my mom and I had many discussions. Yes. Were they discussions? Were they loud? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. I mean, she, she's getting information from a different source. Yes. And I, I tried to make her watch Trump make fun of Ford. Yeah. And she put her hands in front of it and said, I, I don't want to. She said, he probably shouldn't have done that. And then I was like, probably. What the fuck? And so it's been a lot of that kind of tension this week. That's yeah. also very exhausting. This whole thing right. is so it's so tiring and exhausting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, why that guy probably thinks we're going to give up and kill ourselves. Guess what? You've never been tired? <laughs> you don't know anything about uh, working the road, my friend. You don't know anything about being uh, a comic if you've never been. I mean, I've been this tired before, and fuck it. You know, I can sleep when I'm dead. All these, all these <laughs> so. white men who are complaining about being singled out for being white men. Mm-hmm. 
like, I can't believe you don't get that everyone who's not a white man has spent there has been singled out for being whatever they are for their entire lives. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time you're feeling what that's like. Yeah. You're, that's, if you're, that's, if you're a white male on a standup show and you, and it's been pointed out. So this guy, I know, you know, uh, you know how many old, times I've been brought up on stage pointing out that I was a woman, you know, yeah. like it's, it's astonishing. And, and you guys, you're finally, and your body parts. You're kind of getting the treatment that we've been getting. Kind of. Not kind even. of. You haven't been, you haven't, weren't raised in it. So it does. So you're so used to it. You just accept bullshit. Like mm-hmm. you guys are appalled because you weren't raised to be singled to out like this, it. to be treated like a, like a white male. You guys, it's appalling. You know, we're, yeah. we were from, from babies. That's, that's how we were, con- we were, we were raised and we were conditioned. And so it's even hard for us to even figure out a way to fight back because we're, we're told by our mothers, just you know, suck it up. this is what you are. Yep. I don't have a credit card. I'm not allowed to. Oh, well, I'll just, you know, what in my situation, I'll just save my dimes. mother, right. My grandmother used to save dimes just for a rainy day. So he yeah. told me he's taking a, he's taking this, uh, class and for the first time ever so he's taking like a martial arts class okay and he said he has to fight strangers to learn martial arts this is a comic yeah and uh and he said a bigger guy than him and he's not a small guy grabbed him and literally started manhandling him and because you're supposed to really fight it off and he said he has never he said it felt gross and he kept trying to explain to me how it felt <laughs> to be grabbed against one's will. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. I don't even know how. Because he was like, it, it, and he was explaining that it was like, it was a curtain had been revi- you know, ripped away and he had had this realization. And you're like, Good. But you're in a class, so you know nothing's going to happen. So right. even that curtain is a fake curtain. Right. It's a false reveal. Right. It's not true. Right. It's not. I mean, the, the teacher will stop him. Yeah. There's yeah. no teacher in an alley. There's no teacher in an alley when you're being held against a wall. So, yeah, it's completely it's completely insane. When do we want to do the comic of the week? Oh. Because where are we? Like 40? We are at 45. 45? Fuck? TikTok. Um, let's do it now. Let's, let's do her now. <laughs> right. So we were going to go with Valerie Tosi. Right? Yes. I thought we had done her a long time ago. Right. I know it's, uh, but luckily we now have it all is it's not alphabetized. It's by episode, right? No. On right, right, right. show.com. You are obsessed with first name alphabetization. It was easier to check. You just do it. You control F and you look for the name. Fine. <laughs> Find Bill Gates. <laughs> Command F. Sorry. Okay, I'm so a, Valerie Tosi, person. very funny, has yes. a show called The Mermaid, Mermaid Comedy, Hour. Comedy yeah. Hour, and we've both done it many times. It's happening this the night of this one. This is tomorrow, coming out tomorrow. Yeah, what's the, so tomorrow yes. night? So like the eighth. Eight. Yeah, my wedding anniversary. Mm. Uh, the twelfth anniversary. What is it? Is it wing nuts? It's, we, we never do anything. So, um, but Valerie's uh, thing show is, is at the Improv. Yeah, yeah. So it's an all female comedy show, and she's yeah. been doing it once a month for forever. For a thousand to do, years. She used to do it at um, uh, what's that improv nope. space that cl- closed down? Oh, iOS. Yes. Did oh, iOS close down? It did. Yeah, it did. 
There was, uh, and so, yeah, she did do it there, didn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mermaid Comedy Hour, Valerie Tosi, she's really funny. Yes. And I always funny. enjoy her sets. And she's done every, like, festival that there is available on this planet. She's done every festival? Like, That's awesome. <laughs> Nina Manny was telling me that she did all the festivals. Nina Manny's an upcoming Dork Forest comic. Um, and uh, she did all the festivals using points and miles and never had to pay for a hotel or an airplane because she does the uh, where you get credit cards with miles. And, and that's her dorkdom. She talked about credit, uh, miles and points and stuff. But uh, how she, much stuff does she buy, though? I mean, no, it's all she uh, it's all. She explained it. I was like, I hung up with her Mm -hmm. and it's called Get to the Point Podcast. Mm -hmm. And she has a little workshop thing that every feature comic should take. Oh, okay. Because if you have any credit rating at all, which of course, that's where it all falls apart, feature comics. uh, Because I know I didn't have a credit rating when I was featuring. Uh, I didn't know what one was. Well, that's because you knew what HTML was. What? <laughs> Come no, on. I just a, I didn't know there was a credit rating. Well, I, it's I uh, but the thing is is like I couldn't get it's if if you can get credit cards and uh there's just there's just fiddle and diddle you can do if you go yeah. get to the point pod, look for it. She's got a like a free PDF that you can look at. Oh, that's cool. To make sure that you're and and try to and you can get free points and free miles and she did all these festivals. But I wonder if Valerie Tosi did that. Or if she just saved up or slept on couches or was stacked like cordwood somewhere. Probably the second? I the, second. the second, right. Because she just went to every festival and did it. <laughs> that sort of work ethic. You got to love it. Hard yeah. Working Hard working. That's Valerie Tosi, you guys. find What is it? Valerie underscore? Underscore Tosi. T-O-S-I. T-O-S-I. Okay, that, that segues into uh, something else I wanted to talk about. Janelle James, yeah. she goes, she posted on Facebook that she was passed at the cellar and then she took a week off. She's like, you got to live a life. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I couldn't comprehend. Right, she sentence. did the showcase, got, she passed, got passed, which means you, she gets to means submit you are, and, and get booked. Your goal, you've been knighted by comedy <laughs> in New York City. And that's all you want, really. That was like, right? that was life-changing for me. Yeah. Know? And then I got so depressed when they stopped using me. That was like when I was pregnant. And then I... Then I and then you stopped sending avails. <laughs> I think I did. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I, I forget. I've complained before. It was like a Tuesday... Like eleven between eleven and one a.m. and I was like eight months pregnant. I was like, "This ain't." I'm being I'm being moved up, out, (laughs) shipped out. (laughs) Gonna call it. So yeah. So uh, yeah, Janelle James decided to uh, take a week off and live a life. Is that bothering you? That noise? Can you hear it? Yeah. Okay. Is it bothering Children. you, Jackie? Uh, a, a child is blaring a horn right now. It's just like a right Sousa or blowing a horn. Yeah. It's, um, this is my third podcast of the day. It this is. This is my third hour of talking. You're trying to get it all in before you leave? And yeah, because i got to have six in the can for the Dork Forest, and they all have ads, and then I've oh got to have five here. And then both KP Anderson and Greg Barrett, I did their podcasts. Now, those you could have said no to. I don't. I don't know why I didn't. I also didn't say no to any sets. When well, I why would have... you do that? What are you, Janelle James? <laughs> exactly. What I I want to have some sort of life. <laughs> I did. I did play a board game or two. So this week, which made me feel a little more 
a little more human. Why would you laugh at that? Why wouldn't that make you feel human? A social thing? Oh, of recognition? No. <laughs> right. Well, you you spend quality time with your youngin. You do some cuddling. Yes, sometimes I do. I don't right. do that much. Jeez. I know. You're like, come on, kid. <laughs> yeah, that game I gave you was for 12 and above. He's 11. Thank you. He can do he it. He turns 12 in a couple of weeks. Does he turn 12 in a couple of weeks? Yeah. All right. It's a big year for him. I know. That's the year where it all, you remember everything, right? Oh, hi, mom. Can you do the treadmill right now? Where is it? It's right there. Yeah, I will close his door. Oh, it's oh, it's in the laundry area. Yeah, it should be fine. She doesn't yeah. run. But she walks like <laughs> she walks like a quarter oh, of a mile an hour. I Hold need on. her to run. <laughs> <laughs> it can't. It can't possibly be louder than the children. Oh my god. The. F- <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Clearly, the sound of the joy of children's. It's uh It just reminds me of my she has last day to job. do all day. And then when I'm doing, which I told her, I said we're doing a podcast. She She's has like to a come cat. Out. She wants to come lay on your keyboard <sighs> when Did you're she, trying to type. She she walked with that cane like she's a dowager queen <laughs> in Edwardian England. Oh, uh, so speaking of that, where are we at? 52. Should I go into this or? You got a whole other one. Wait, it's true. <laughs> oh, I was, okay. I was uh, on this show, this kind of goofy show at a bookstore I picked up. Danielle Perez gave me a spot. Oh, right. Because she couldn't do it. I was oh, like, right. eh, because I didn't have anything happening on Friday. I know. As I, as I, I don't deserve it. I haven't been in the business long enough to have my <laughs> fucking Fridays booked. <laughs> so, um, uh, but it was kind of cool. It was fun, and um, it was it wasn't Sumac Tolgalkers. No, it was Alias Books. Okay, and um, there are two comics that have a podcast called V Single. Mm-hmm. I think it's V Single. Anyway, I started listening to it, and it's about dating. And I I'm just like I I'm not for this world. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. People, it's. Wow, you you top my me not liking children by saying I'm not for this world. <laughs> but I mean, there are people actively, um, I don't even know how to say this without just saying it, eating ass, like that's a popular thing. Oh, right, right. Like sort of like uh, touching people. Oh my God. She, what? Did she just scream? Yeah. Are you okay? She, oh my God. I can't take it. She just screamed. Yeah. This is nonstop. This I is... like that you didn't actually put down the microphone and go check on her. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's copy. Everything's copy. That's Nora Ephron's mom. Okay. Um, um, but uh, I, how, how yeah, would people, I ever date, are... Jackie? Well, you don't have I don't to wanna, actually. I don't want to put my mouth in, on, on anyone's ass. Anus? Yeah, I that know. Is there revolting. Seems to be some, there seems to and be I don't want ant- a mouth on mine. <laughs> I what's happening out there? <laughs> I what are they I doing? I don't have any defense of that. Uh, I'm not doing it. I, is that what you needed to hear? I'm not, it's a, <laughs> a lot of silence from from Clark over here. But no comments. It's it's something. It's a it it might be generational. Whatever it is is, I'm sure it feels good for somebody. Oh. And 
I can't. <laughs> you can't stand the idea of it. I can't eat on on either side of it. Like there's no, no, no giving. There's no receiving. shower long enough to make <laughs> make me feel safe on what either about, on either what about side. A nice Herman Hammer toothpaste. Is that something that might help out? No. <laughs> Afterwards, no. <laughs> nope. No, I know. I think that there are things that were happening in porns, porns with a Z, yes. that people saw and they were like, well, I think I want to try that. Or they but feel like they have they, to because well, they, they think that's what sex is. Right. And they forget that people who do porns have literally done everything and that you literally have to invest in a chainsaw up their ass, out their ear to make them orgasm. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I think... <laughs> Are we at an hour? 55? Oh, where's the justice there? We leave Nerdist and we leave five minutes behind. It's sort of like pouring a bottle out at Jim Morrison's grave, you guys. Um, Well, I think we could go to an hour. Let's keep talking. No, here's but the I thing mean, about dating is that you you're you can tell an adult man that you don't want to touch his anus and you what if, he doesn't what, want. But all these fifty five year olds out there, you know, they want they're like, oh, girls are doing that now. I want that done. Well, they're gonna want to get with a twenty four year old then. Who's why would it, it honestly? Why would a twenty four year old girl <laughs> want to lick a fifty five year old man's ass? Uh, it does sound like some sort of penance. <laughs> it does not sound like something sexy to me at all. Um, I, 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 I like. Did you know if, I'm writing a romance novel? No, but I, I actually, do. But when I think, even think about dating, I'm like, that, what's? I don't want to have this discussion with a guy. Do you know I, that I referred to the penis the other? I actually was so angry. I did a, a set the other night. I said, uh, oh, because I yelled at this guy in the front row about, um, yeah. and I've started noticing guys when I start talking about uh, flirting and how uh, it's not harassment or whatever. Yeah. And um, guys said, and I've literally just been like, guys, if you've slapped an ass, that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, it is, but correct your own guilt. I don't have time to uh, micromanage your guilt. Yeah. And I was like, and I said something the other night that didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. There was no punchline. And I don't know where to go with it. And I don't even know that I should. But I referred to a man's genitalia as a pee hole wand. <laughs> sure. Pee hole wand. That, it doesn't sound like I'm writing a romance novel when I call something a pee hole wand. <laughs> but you, there's a lot of euphemisms. I finished the, uh, the sex chapter. Oh, hey. So wait, your romance novel just has sex in one chapter? See, that's the kind of fucking dating I'm into. <laughs> All right? Right. And, but the sex has got to be tab A, slot A, is what we've learned uh, with uh, Laurie Kilmartin. Yes, definitely. I'm very old-fashioned. <laughs> right. Is there a sheet with a hole in it? Um, wait. That's a little too old-fashioned. Yeah. Oh, that's, I thought that was a clan reference, no, but no, that's, it, a, that's a, a Hasidic reference, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a Hasidic. Okay. It's, a, it's in the Talmud. I'm tired. <laughs> we we have to hour. do a whole nother one. It's, but we're there. We are. All right. L- thank you, our Patreons. Yeah. We appreciate it. And I, and it I, it makes us feel like, hey, this is worthwhile. And I'm going to listen to episode two and see if it's worthwhile and okay. post it. And then uh, I will be in New York City on Saturday night only, October 13th. Um, you can check my Twitter feed or I listed all the spots earlier. I'm doing uh, the Virgil on Wednesday, but then on Thursday, I'm flying to DC with Maria. We're doing DC on Friday night and Munn Hall, Pennsylvania on Saturday night. Will you have time to go to the Supreme Court and, and just whiz on it? 
Yes. Yeah. With your pee hole wand. I'll, I'll, I'll rent a pee hole wand. <laughs> and uh, that's what I'll do on Twitter. I'll offer up and I'll say, I'll hold your pee hole wand while you pee on it if you would like to and buy you a cup of coffee. Is that something? No, that seems dumb. Uh, I think we're done. <laughs> we have a whole nother one to do. Oh, my God. <laughs>